Welcome to Dugout Therapy, a baseball podcast about the mental game built by Coach Grace. If you're looking to succeed both on and off the field, this is the place for you. Hello, and welcome to Dugout Therapy. I'm your host today, Quinn Adams. We are live at the Coach Crates HQ, the baseball coaching subscription box. Today, I'm interviewing the CEO and founder of Coach Crates. He's leading the vision of the company. He doesn't sleep. He's bringing us Dugout Therapy, supporting (laughs) the pod. His name is David Wozes. Dave, how are you? I'm doing good, Quinn. I'm excited to, to chat with you today and kind of kick off this uh, this podcast we've been in the works on for a little while now. So like he said, we have been in the works for a while about this. Uh, it's been on our mind for a while. So this is just an introductory episode. Just I'm going to be teeing, off, teeing up, I guess, Dave, with a bunch of questions on what is Coach Crates, why did he start it? How do you get to this point? And what's next for the wonderful company that Coach Crates is? So I'm going to be like Tim Wakefield when his knuckleball isn't working. Just getting teed up, you know, pulled in the third inning. So Dave, explain to the listeners what Coach Crates is. And maybe before that, just your background. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, uh been dying to to i think give the the company a voice and hopefully to all our listeners um this will give them a better idea of you know like why we started the company and and you know what we're about and what direction we're going in um but yeah coach coach creates uh it's been a baby of mine for a little less than two years now i uh i started it after uh finish up my college baseball career at, at moravian college kind of left uh baseball saying you know i don't want it to be over i want to i want to stay in baseball i want to i want to help players i want to help coaches somehow i want to stay involved in the game um the easy way to do that is to coach um so one i got involved in that and two um i thought you know how else can i can i make a difference if uh with uh players and and coaches in today's changing game and you know i kind of reflected a little bit upon my career um and, and something that stood out to me was was you know back in high school or or growing up you know practices tend to be the same uh you know day in day out I'm like what you know what what do coaches need uh to make a difference uh, you know in their players and their teams and and really make an impact so uh, that was a big driving factor of of the idea um and and really why I started the company was to 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 do that to help players get better and how do i help players get better help coaches have the most knowledge the most tools the most gear to to make their their teams engaged and practice differently than other teams practice at a level you know better than other teams and and i think ultimately that helps the players and i'm hoping will you know change the game for the better in, in the long run so you've obviously played baseball for a long time when did it start to be a thing where you were like okay i can not only you know help people out but i could possibly 
form a company? When when did the idea of Coach Crates yeah. kind of get it implanted in your mind? Like when you were younger? Honestly, um, I thought about like the I- different parts of this company in different aspects of my college career. And then like as college continued, like all these ideas kind of I feel like came together and like towards the end of my junior year, I started thinking about, you know, why there isn't something like this focused around training and helping coaches and teams and players get better. And how do I make that something easy to obtain um, and something easy to adopt and something easy to use it all just all the situations and circumstances I feel like of my high school and college career came led me to this idea and you know that that that's how I ended up coming upon it I think it was like towards the end of my junior year and I was just kind of brainstorming around different things throughout the end of college and then I uh I I I've always been entrepreneurial uh, yes, just you always have. liked <laughs> liked have. building stuff to be honest so i said i want to build something with my passion you know for my passion about my passion and let's see if we can give back and, and help people along the way um and that was a big part of why i did this as well every crate that we sell we give money back to to turn to for youth and i was like if i can make an aspect of it where it's you know bettering kids that want to play baseball or kids that want to um you know, get involved in baseball, but you know, they're just coming from tough circumstances. Like I think that makes it all the worthwhile for me. So that was a big part of the concept that I wanted to, to weave in into this as I was kind of building it. Can you explain turn two for youth? Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're a partner of ours. They are actually a, uh, nonprofit, uh, linked up with the ABCA, uh, the American baseball coaching association. And what they do is they donate, um, baseball equipment and supplies to, to youth communities in need like across the country so um for every crate we donate a dollar t- to them um to to help you know f- fundraise money for for new equipment for kids and stuff like that and you know i've also donated equipment to them um as i've you know collected i I've, I've had plenty of equipment from my days you know used stuff that that i'll send their way as well so um you know, I, I would highly suggest if, if you guys aren't getting involved, you got old equipment, stuff like that, send it in, you know, don't just throw the stuff in the garbage. Like there's kids in need that, you know, can really, um, use the stuff and, and they're a great company, great guys behind it. So it's, it's been a pleasure to work with them. Now you've mentioned the crate, but what is it? Yeah. Um, so the coach crate, um, essentially what it is, is, a box focused on baseball development. So uh, a subscription box model uh, focused on coaching development, and we filled it with training tools, um, books, so they can get um, some more knowledge, learn some new things about the game. The game's changing a lot these days. Um, The book gives them an opportunity to learn more about analytics, uh, mentality, um, habits, things that they can instill in their players to make them better, not just on the field, but off the field. So we got tools, books, gear, um, game supplies. These are all things that um, we're interweaving in the in the crate uh, to help the coach develop dynamic training plans rather than, uh, you know, a static one. 
my, my, my goal is to, to give someone, a, if I could give someone a crate for an entire year and make every practice different from the last, that's challenging the player um, to develop rather than, you know, they're going to the field every day, they're hitting BP, they're fielding a couple ground balls, and they're leaving. Yeah. You know, eventually they're going to master, you know, hitting a, a 20 mile an hour fastball thrown at them and uh, a routine fungo. But if we can work in different tools, if we can work in different drills, um, you know, from from our coaches looking at our training hub and, and using these tools, then ultimately they can help drive some development for their kids. And, and, and the players that are serious can run with that, you know, and, and, and take their game to the next level, which is, is really ultimately, you know, our goal. Help kids play at the next level. Help coaches, you know, make make uh kids you know grow into to good men on and off the field um you know it's it's not just about on the field it's but also off the field yeah i mean the crate's really versatile because not only can our players welcome to to use it um but coaches can use it in anticipation for their summer team their their fall ball team you know they're gonna get a new crate every month with new things in it Mm -hmm. that'll help them uh optimize their practices and keep it lively you know diversify their portfolio because you know kids attention spans aren't very long you know like when a baseball coach does the same practice format for months that can that can distract some people and i think coach crates is going to combat that and it's a great it's a great way to, you know, diversify a coach's portfolio as well as improve players. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's so easy for someone who works full time and coaches on the side to to go to work all day and then go to practice after and not be prepared to to help their kids get better or to teach them, you know, one valuable life lesson. So, if you know they read a book every month that you know where they can learn some things to then instill in their kids and then bring tool, you know, different tools, you know, for the, for, for, for a couple weeks straight and, you know, help change up practice and keep those kids engaged and want to be a good team and want to play together. And then that makes all the difference. Um, I I'd say probably more than, you know, 60% of coaches are, are working a full-time job and then doing that. So it's, it's so hard to, to stay prepared and you know keep learning about the changing game the game's changing every single year um you know five ten years ago we weren't really talking about analytics and you know today we're looking at the attack angle of a swing we're looking at the launch angle of a swing (laughs) we're looking at the exit velocity of a swing we're looking at bat speed we're looking at the pitch speed the spin rate there's so many different things but what that also allows coaches to do is use that information with how they've been coaching already and then put together tools to make good training plans for kids to actually get better. You don't, you no longer have eye testing. It's a combination of eye testing and statistics mm-hmm. to help build physical plans that get kids better. And it's proven by the numbers and also by video. So the game's changing a lot and, and, I want coaches to change with it so their players can as well. What's in the crate this month? Some fitness, um, like medicine balls, um, use kind of like therapy balls. Um, so you could use them for like working out muscles and 
um, getting loose before the game. The agility ladder, we got some bands. And we also have this, um, it's a half-disc stability ball. Uh, so the reason I threw this actually in the crate this month was was pretty cool. We have a cool drill that I'm going to do. Drill video I'm going to release on the training hub with this um, for an instability drill uh, while you're hitting. So you put this half medicine ball essentially under your back foot to feel kind of a little instability on your backside. So you have to balance more and hold your weight in your back hip. And it's great for front toss really to feel a nice coil back to hold your weight there, feel some balance and then like explode and you can swing right off it. And instead of you being a twister and just spinning your back foot, when you're off the ground a little bit on this half medicine ball, you physically have to throw your weight into your front side to get off of that, that ball. Otherwise you, it'll, it's uh it's got grips on the bottom. So it'll, it'll get stuck in the turf or wherever you're hitting. What's the name of that half rubber ball that we were throwing around? Yeah. At? So that'll be a cool video coming out soon. Um, Half rubber is another product <laughs> we featured. Now these these pitches are unreal. You can throw all these different types of pitches. Great off speed training um, in the cage, but yeah, check that out on the training hub. It'll be up soon. Uh, Quinn was throwing some crazy curveballs at me, um, and uh, it seems like a good idea to mix the product that you just plugged with that half rubber ball. That would just be yeah. the ultimate. It would Challenge. be the ultimate, yeah, probably <laughs> speed training yeah. and off-speed training because you have to stay back as it is with that instability, also with different pitches coming at you. So, and, and that's been another focus of ours, I think, building crates that have tools that can be used together. Mm. So, you know, by the end of a baseball season, if you're subscribed for, you know, three to six months for, for, for that year, you know, you're going to have a collection of, of tools where you can really put together like month plans, like our team's going to focus on this this month, or you know these biweekly um, stretches. This is you know MVP for our team to get better these next two weeks, and you can combine all these tools and really make some cool training plans. Now, I think we mentioned that you are a coach. Yes. On the side, yes. have you used coach crates with your players? How oh, yeah. have they responded to it, and have you seen? A, a successful coach crates experience firsthand oh yeah yeah um so yeah coach for the lehigh valley pates and we have a bunch of a bunch of kids all from the lehigh valley and in, in pennsylvania here from like 13 to, to 16 age so i helped out on all three teams with the analytics the baseball analytics so i was running rapsido for all of the all the teams and and at practice and stuff but i mainly helped assistant coach the 14s and we did a we had an indoor facility so we had a lot of time we were using hit tracks as well and i got to use um one of our products was a training lace so we would we would you you can use that as a bat weight or a, a fielding weight or a throwing weight it's a pliable essentially like bar weighted bar that you can like bend over your wrists uh, and it'll kind of stay in place it's like foam and uh, that can go on the bat as well so you can hit with it you can field with it or, and throw with it and that was something we used a lot with the kids um, add a little resistance to fielding uh, keep their glove down add a little resistance to throwing uh, strengthen the wrist strengthen the arm in general and then with bat weights if i throw that bat weight in the middle of the in, in the middle um, you know, handle of the bat, it tended to give them a little bit more balance and to stay behind the ball. So I, I liked it for front toss just to force them to feel what their bat path was. 
uh, but that was one tool we used a lot. We used the the Rawlings two handed uh, fielder, the fielding trainer, a lot. It's a, it's a foam uh, flat glove essentially, and we loved using that. Um, but yeah, I I brought a bunch of crates to our facility and and was using it with the kids all the time. Uh, a lot a lot of them liked a lot of the tools. Hip start was another popular one to kind of feel rotating uh, your hips through the zone while swinging. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of good feedback. And, and you know, there we, we featured some products too where kids are like, eh, I wouldn't use it for this, but I would use it for this. Like I, I like what, you know, kind of this does for me on the tee or, or whatever. So a lot of good feedback um, being able to coach and, and actually use the product we're creating. So clearly – Baseball is a very prevalent part of your life. Um, <laughs> you could say that, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back to your college days. You were okay. a college ball player. Yeah. Captain at Moravian College. For sure, yeah. What did you learn being in that leadership role mm-hmm. that kind of can translate to running a business? Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're definitely almost one and the same leadership whether you're, you know, a leader in the workplace or a leader of your your business or a leader on a sports team, a lot of these um, soft skills they transfer over. And and I'm I'm a big proponent of the mental game and and soft skills, and that's what I want this podcast uh, a lot to to talk about because um, it's something that is isn't talked about a lot. But a lot of these things were instilled with me um, at Moravian and. Uh, so I, I I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you a kind of a view of, of my career there. I came in as a freshman um, uh, to a very good team coming off their best year in school history uh, with high hopes, and I just wanted to uh, to play. I wanted to be a role player. However, I can get in there and help the team win. I'm I'm cool with that. I wanted to play. You know, there was pretty much an entire senior lineup at that point and I was completely okay with it because I was going to learn from them we were going to be successful and uh, I was going to figure out a way to help and whether that's just in the dugout you know seeing things looking for things um, talking about stuff with other guys helping other guys I was going to do that so my freshman year um, maybe got you know 30 40 at bats or something like that did did decent helped out where I could Helped a little bit at third base um, through some injuries and stuff. I, I, I came in as a shortstop, so helped at short a little bit as well. Um, but I was kind of developing a little bit into more of a third baseman. But, you know, didn't get to see the field a lot after after coming off a really great, you know, high school career. And, and you know, that that's college. Everyone's just as good as everybody. And, you know, that taught me a little bit of something about, you know, you got you got to put the work in to get where you want to be, one. Um Two, you got to do your part. You got to know your role. So, we ended up being barely over five hundred my freshman year, mm. but we made it to the championship on the final day of my conference, and we lost in thirteen innings. And a couple of our seniors went all out in that game. It was a really cool game, and we we should have taken it. We should have won that uh, the championship that year, but we didn't. So I think losing off the off the bat with high expectations um, left a, a sour taste in all our mouths and just pushed us the rest of uh, my career there. And we were slowly building from there. The following year, um, we we really struggled to 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 bounce back, and our 
senior class that year was pretty much most of our team. So after that, I was like, if we can't figure it out this year, it, it's on us. Like, we got to lead the next two years. We got to figure this out. We got to right the ship. It, that, that's our responsibility as leaders, at, uh, you know, um, for, of this team and, um, you know, players from Raven. So that that's what we did, and that's where I focused on my, my last two years as a captain um, for, for the team was how do we make this a winning program again? How do we get back to the championship, and how do we win it? And uh, my junior year, we made it back to playoffs. My senior year, we, we almost made it all the way to the to the championship, lost in the last game. So we we definitely built some 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 steps. And then the year after we left, I think we set up the program in a really great way, which was cool. Um, you know that that team played in the championship; they had a chance to win it all. Lost on the last day. Like they got back to where we were a couple of years ago, and now they're in really good hands. They're ha- helping kids come in, and you know, establishing good discipline among the the team and and the right habits and routines to to be successful on and off the field. So, a lot I would say a lot of my focus as a captain was was probably off the field more so than people people think because it's the stuff off the field, the routines and the habits that that lead to results on the field so so you think that you and your seniors kind of implanted a culture of sorts that could our primary primarily our entire focus was on culture um because we struggled with that my sophomore and junior year some culture issues and uh that was a big focus of ours just because we struggled with it and the more we played as a team, the better we were. We had talented guys. We had the talent all four years I was there. It was never about talent. It was all about culture, routines, habits, discipline. And uh, that was that was our focus. Um, you know, and along the way, you know, I started to play better and better. I dealt with a lot of injuries, which helped shape the type of leader I was. You know, like, you don't get second chances. <laughs> you whatever's in front of you your opportunity you have at hand you have to seize it if you, you you never know tomorrow is not a given i i won the starting shortstop position my my sophomore year first game i tore my pcl i was out 75 percent of the year but i am thankful that happened to me because it made me a better leader it made me thankful for every single day i had on the field and the rest of my college career was much better for it um and I just wish I had that outlook before something like that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then I struggled with injuries even more after that. So you have to you have to battle. Every day is a battle. And you got to be thankful for every day you get to put a jersey on. Because wish I was still putting one on today. <laughs> as, as do I. As yeah. do I. So it's late summer. I don't want to say what month it is. Because I don't know when this episode's coming out. But yes, it's yes, the end of the yes. season, so it's going to be, um, you know, fall ball. If not, it's it's the off season. What's the future for Coach Crates? Because obviously it's going to be off season, but I'm sure you guys have a lot in store. Yeah. Um, honestly, the end of fall has been our busiest time. Uh, I think that's because coaches are trying to step up their game and uh plan for the following year or you know get themselves set up for a good fall ball program because kind of fall ball is almost like the beginning of 
you know their their next year really because mm-hmm. you know summer summer's over you know your travel ball whatever is over um and then coaches are, are getting in re-gear like how can i how can i get better so i i think fall is our busiest time but the off season is when the biggest strides are made by players um you know so this year a big focus of ours is going to be our training hub we're going to be posting a lot of videos um this off season in on your tra- website yeah yeah at coachcrates.com um on the training hub check it out um it's essentially going to be a blog of of resources videos articles um tips tricks and what we're doing is building a training hub mentor program so we're going to be inviting other pro coaches um you know peop- other organizations uh hitting you know instructors what you name it a bunch of different types of coaches um instructors and inviting them to produce content put quality videos and articles along with the stuff we're releasing in there that supports our message of you know helping kids get better teams get better train differently utilize different things think about baseball differently um so that that's going to be a big push of ours this off season. And then the products that go along with it are going to be probably more on, uh, more training than the, even in the in season. So mm. more like exercise and, um, you know, strength and conditioning focus, because that's what, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff in the off season is going to be geared towards. Um, and then we also are hoping to feature some, some good, um, some hopefully some good stuff around nutrition as well and um, building you know good you know eating habits along with the good strength and conditioning program so we're trying to put together a, a nice off-season mix uh, this year which is is exciting and um, looking forward to you know what all the content we're going to get out there on the training hub and you know how many mentors we can get uh, signed up as well i'm excited for that i hope you know, I'm, I'll probably get denied, but I'd like to <laughs> add some content to that training hub. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll let you in there for a couple of videos. <laughs> maybe. Uh, with me in it, of course, though. Hey, I can help you out with, like, weight loss I mean, and we, we've, diet. Yeah. We, we, we've done a couple of videos together, so people will be seeing those soon. They'll, oh, lo- yeah. they'll love them. Oh, yeah. So, dugout therapy. What the listener is listening to right now. You, you really haven't mentioned that when I'm saying what's next for what's Coach next? Crates. What's next? What's next? I was leaving this for the end because I wanted to give a voice uh, to Coach Crates here and, and kind of talk about what we're about. But this is the next project. This is our biggest community movement probably. We're trying to get everyone that's ever been involved with Coach Crates or wants to be involved to listen to the podcast. This is going to be focused on not just baseball, but a lot of mental game stuff. A lot of people aren't talking about the mental game, and I'm trying to shed some light to it. Have coaches think about it more. Have players think about it more. Have teams think about it more. You could have a talented uh, you know, 20-man roster of you know guys on the high school level that you know three of them are going all state but if they have terrible attitudes if they don't disciplined if they don't have the right habits routines you know on and off the field it's going to catch up to you and it's going to catch up to the team and everyone's going to suffer for that the mental game is a huge part of baseball today 
and I'm trying to shed some light to that. I'm trying to get the community involved. I'm going to have some really cool guests coming up that you know me and Quinn are going to be filming in these next co- uh, next couple weeks. And we're, stay tuned. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, you know, for for these this first couple guests, and you guys are going to be blown away with you know some of the the habit stuff that um, we're going to be talking about that the hitting mentality stuff we're going to be talking about um so you know stay tuned dugout therapy what's your favorite baseball book ah this would be our first quick pitch question yes okay working title working title my favorite baseball book probably the ted williams book um about bio it's it's not it's uh it's literally about hitting mechanics um He's getting up to go look for it, oh listeners. Now we this could is a classic. The science of hitting. Science of hitting right here. He found it. Science of hitting, Ted Williams. Um, and John Underwood, I guess, helped him write this. This is like 40 years old. This the, he, Ted Williams was talking about what everybody's talking about now with hitting like 40 years ago, like matching the plane of the baseball and, and all these things. Great book. A lot of pictures, a lot of graphics, him talking about zones to hit in, things he focused on at the plate. Like, this is the last guy to hit 400 in a season mm. um, in Major League Baseball. So, like, a lot of good stuff in here. My favorite one, uh, for sure, just about baseball. Um, I've got a lot of other ones that we featured that I like and about mental game stuff and, and other motivational things that I like as well. But baseball, is my, that one's my favorite. You ever read the Matt Christopher baseball books like when you were younger are those those like baseball kid story books yes yes no no (laughs) this is just a nostalgia moment for the pod were were these your bedtime stories they were they were and there were some that were really good there was one that was like a uh field of dreams type situation where the black socks showed up and they ended up like teaching the main character bad aspects of the game like Ah. he ended up playing really well but he, like, rounding yeah. the bases, hitting a dinger. He would, like, trip a player out in the field. Oh, man. So they're trying to instill some uh, some what-not-to-dos, I guess, for kids yes. in those. But funny you mentioned that. Field of Dreams next year. MLB is hosting a game That's out. That's true. Uh, what, what is that, in Iowa? Yeah, they're, White they're, Sox. Yeah. I, I don't even know. It just, they just they just released. They said they're going to be doing it, so that's going to be super cool. They're literally rebuilding that field, I guess. But, yeah. So, I'm a young listener listening to this right now on his iPad. He's a prospective baseball player. He wants to be in the MLB when he grows up. What's okay. one piece of crucial advice that you would give him? Something that you learned, maybe a maybe a regret that you have that could help him move up the ladder yeah. to the MLB? Well... One thing I'll say, and this was something my college coach, uh, Coach Englehart, he would say all the time, have no regrets. So you might end up having some, but if you go in with a mentality of have no regrets, you'll tend to play all out. You'll tend to go 110% no matter what. So I've always liked that. But one piece of advice I would say is take the time outside of practice and games yes. as serious as possible. 
if you become a planner and a scheduler and take the time when nobody's watching very yes. seriously, that will seriously impact how you play on the field, how you practice, and ultimately you're you know, you play how you practice. So if you're not getting better just by practice, it's probably because you're not taking the time outside of practice seriously. I, I agree with that. Like conditioning was always my issue. Mm-hmm. I always struggled with weight. If I train just a little bit, like I, I would only practice. I, I love games. That's where I got my exercise. Mm-hmm. And I was okay at that. But if I trained, I feel like I would have improved a lot more. Oh, yeah. And, you know, taking time to do the little things that people Uh don't notice that goes a long way for sure and um you know kind of going on that i didn't start taking big strides in in my own game until i started doing that i was 125 pounds of nothing (laughs) beginning of high school and then i was like i probably should take this seriously if this is what i want to do yeah and uh yeah so i started taking my training my conditioning uh exercise very seriously i put on a lot of weight and um, I got serious about hit. I, I literally would hit on the tee every day outside of practice for an hour and a half to two hours, just different tee drills, different field drills, different stuff like that. And then end with some form of glove drills or fielding drills of some sort. And I did that for like two years straight in high school. Um, that's when I made my biggest strides. Going back to instincts, I think, was Habits of a Champion in, in a Crate? Yes, yes. So, uh, Habits of a Champion by uh, Dana Cavalier, great book. Uh, we featured that a couple months back. That's one we're going to talk about. Um, really good mental game book. Yes. And he mentions, don't go against your gut, which I think is really relevant to yeah. life but also baseball because that's one of the most prevalent sports where you really have to trust your instincts yeah. because everything's happening so quickly, especially yeah. at bat in field in, in the, the field. Fields. What do you do when a liner is screened right at you? That's why yeah. you got yeah you got to be ready on pitch for whatever happens, and you get yeah you got to trust your instincts. I mean, they, people say it all the time. Your first instinct is usually right, right, or your first guess on uh, a multiple choice question it's usually right um you know it's a it's a game you're gonna fail a lot except that failure you know learn from it and move on but you got to be ready to trust your instincts and and go 110 percent no matter you know what you do fail on the aggressive side so what was the biggest challenge baseball has ever you know given you baseball is a funny and crazy sport um, in more ways than than one um probably what i was chiming in about a little bit in college um may be my biggest challenge but now i'm facing you know an even bigger one trying to make a huge impact um in baseball with with coach crates but yeah sophomore year in college like earning the starting shortstop spot i went out and my first two at-bats actually lined out and I was like, I'm seeing the ball great. I'm feeling great. And I was like the most physically shape I've probably ever been in in my life. And then tore my PCL like the third inning or something. And uh, just was like, wow, I have terrible luck. And I'm like, 
well, you can create your own luck or you can sulk about it. And I had a decision to make. I was, you know, don't make excuses for anything. Fight for every moment you have to play for the rest of your career and do something about it. And that has been probably the greatest challenge, but also the greatest reward and lesson that I could have learned and is helping me so much now in this business because I'm facing challenges left and right. You know, you, 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 you start a business and things are different every single day. You, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And as long as we stick true to our why and our mission of helping coaches and helping players get the most out of baseball and give back while we're doing that, um, I'm going to keep pushing forward and, and knocking those challenges over. So fear of getting Wally pipped is is kind of your, is kind of <laughs> fear your of getting your biggest challenge. I mean that that's what motivated you, right? I, to train hard. You you didn't want to give up that spot. Uh, I you get, wanted it to be there when you came back. I guess you could say that. I didn't want to, and maybe it was the having no regrets thing. I didn't want to look back and say I could have done more, right? Or could have been better. By the end of my college career, like I was very injured <laughs> i i like threw out my arm uh you know my my elbow and my knee i injured my knee and a bunch of stuff along the way but i felt like i gave it 110 percent all the, the time all the way through and for that i don't have any regrets like i probably could have pointed out you know i probably could go back if i really thought about it and pointed out a few things that i was like could have done this better could have done that better but do i regret doing anything differently no because i went 110 percent the whole time and that if anything that was my fear i i didn't want to fail ever because i didn't give it my all i embrace failure 100 percent. you're not going to get better in life or in baseball without learning from failure but if you know if you didn't give it your all and you have any regrets along the way it's very tough to look in the mirror and say i didn't deserve to fail right right but if you gave it your all and you failed and it just like shit happens yeah roll with the punches no excuses move on learn from it dave i mean you said it before you're very entrepreneurial you were the only kid i know at a very young age that started selling household items on ebay you know you you've always had a I didn't let anything go a, to waste right right someone yeah. needed it i mean yeah and i could make a little money along the way too yeah right so you to buy my baseball equipment there you go you, you got a easton stealth with with your email yeah earnings there you go or a tpxxo i was uh not an exo guy me me, me rolling sky actually wow. I'm, I'm a big rolling guy yeah a lot of people might be talking, uh, you know, some some garbage on Rawlings, but uh, was one of my favorite bats. I did use an Easton uh, in college, though. That thing was crazy. It was uh, stealth. No, it was it was after the stealths. I can't even remember this one anymore. Uh, what the heck? Oh, Makos, the Makos. It was like the first model of the Makos. This thing was like a trampoline. I, except it was BB core, <laughs> so it was like. You didn't get the air distance, but you got like the pop. The pop. It was it was interesting. Yeah, I was a Dean Marini guy myself. Dean Marini. But uh, moving on, right, like yeah. I, I talk about everything and 
it's all bad it's all bad <laughs> i i really like your vision for your company i i really think the subscription method for providing tools crate subscriber will never know what's going to be in that crate every month i think that's exciting for the for the subscriber and the fact that you're fully behind it you're going 110 percent not only in life but attitude towards coach crates i think a lot of big things coming up for for coach crates and and dave wozis so thank you for ha- for coming on your own podcast <laughs> and hopefully there I are mean, more of these it was it was super cool to to be interviewed i guess for the first one here um and yeah stay tuned me and quinn will be you know hosting together uh moving forward and we're gonna have a lot of cool guests but um yeah thanks thanks for the kind words and looking forward to to continuing to help a lot of coaches and players out there um get better and you know discover why baseball is is not only a great game but can can really help you know in different aspects of your life and and what life lessons you can learn from it heck yeah that was dugout therapy